Good evening, everyone. It's 6 o'clock time for our Sunday evening Bible study. We want to welcome all those of you that are joining us from Lift Him Higher Radio, from Mike Springston FFC podcast, where we coach you in the Word, and from Family Fellowship Chapel's regular Facebook, folks. We appreciate you. We, we look forward to having you, uh, and we look forward to our Bible study. Hi, Sharon. And so I uh, want to remind all of those of you from uh, those uh, podcasts and Lift Him Higher Radio, you can contact us at springston56 at gmail.com, mikespringstonministry.com, uh, ffcma.org, or through Family Fellowship Chapel's messaging. We would love to hear from you. A word of encouragement uh, would be great. A conversation concerning the things that we teach, whatever it may be that you'd like to contact us about. We would love to hear from you. Now, tonight I'm going to begin, or I'm going to finish part two of the message entitled The Umbilical Cord of Jesus uh, that I began this morning. Uh, but I want to make a couple of quick announcements. Next Sunday is our annual Christmas dinner, and we want to invite all of our uh, FFC family to attend. If you're coming and want to bring a dish, please contact Michelle. Um, then on Saturday, December the 24th of 2022, FFC will be celebrating uh, the birth of our Lord by offering a 6.30 p.m. celebration on the music of Christmas. We'll be uniting and singing the hymns of Christmas out of the old Red Book hymnal. You'll enjoy that. You know them well. Songs like Silent Night, Joy to the World, Hark the Herald Angels, Sing O Little Town of Bethlehem, and many more. I may be even singing uh, Mary Did You Know. Who knows what may come from that Saturday evening, December the 24th, 2022, 6.30 p.m. meeting at Family Fellowship Chapel. Well, tonight we're going to begin with uh, uh, the scripture from uh, uh, the book of Proverbs uh, that we spoke on this morning as a part of our, our text from Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 6. And it says, And it shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. That's our beginning point. Let's begin with the word of prayer. Father, we thank you for the word of God. We pray that you will minister to us, that you will bless us, that you'll open our eyes, that we can see in our ears, that we can hear in our heart, that we can understand what the word of God says. And then as the word of God speaks, let us apply it to our lives that we might be changed into the image of your dear son. Father, we thank you tonight that we can hear from Jesus. And we ask the Holy Spirit who is listening to reveal what he is saying, we will receive it and then we will release it to your people and your people will be blessed. We'll give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. It shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. In other words, it'll be your umbilical cord. This lordship of the Father over Jesus would be his center of strength. It would be the eternal function of the self-existent one that would work through him 
Now, what will be the result of that? Well, Solomon told us, of course, in Proverbs chapter 1, 2, and 3, that he would know, receive, give, be wise. He would fear the Lord, hear instruction. He would incline his ear, cry, and seek the favor of the Lord. And, my friends, this same relationship will happen for us if we will learn from him. He was taught by the Lordship of the Father how to produce under that Lordship. Then the Father gave him Lordship over everything. He now teaches you and I how to function under his Lordship. What a great thing to know. Now, the baby was born with the express purpose of expressing the favor and the grace of God, the Father, to the world. It was the lordship of the Father on display in the life of Jesus Christ. This lordship of the Father would be the blueprint of how lordship was to operate in the earth. Huh, I want you to think on that. Digest that just a second. This lordship would show us how lordship was to operate in the earth. It was done to show us how he would expose the lordship of, of, of himself to mankind. God would place this lordship upon him. He would express it among the believer in the midst of his enemies until his enemies then would become his footstool. And then he said, it would not only be your umbilical cord, but it would be marrow to your bones. It will be the connection between the eternal and the life that is required in the natural. The Lord will refresh the body with life in the innermost parts. Now the baby would have, it, have as its core two elements that would allow him to attain and learn the eternal favor and the eternal grace that he was, would wear as an unmistakable ornament and that would be produced in him from this eternal umbilical cord. The umbilical cord and the life-giving marrow are the two elements in Jesus Christ that were always present in his earthly walk. They allowed him to walk in the lordship of his father. It connected him to the father. And therefore it kept him. Don't you know that is the same thing that the lordship of Jesus Christ is attempting to do in us. And we don't know it and we don't understand it. And therefore we often struggle because we do not bring everything under the lordship of Jesus Christ. Therefore in casting our care. We are not casting our care appropriately or correctly because the one that cares for us is the one who expresses his lordship over us. Now we can continue through Solomon's writings and see how the lordship of the self-existent and eternal one was taught to the son. But we need to look at how Jesus in turn expressed that. And we'll look no further than Luke chapter 4. 
In Luke chapter 4, verse 14, the Bible said, And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee. And there went out a fame of him through, through all the region round about. Now he returned to Galilee here uh, under the force of the Spirit. And this was done after he had met uh, uh, the enemy face to face. Of course, we identify this Spirit easily because he tells us what the Spirit was in verse 18. He was operating in the Spirit of the Lord. Now, in verse 14, he was operating, it was under the, the presence and the force of the Holy Spirit that he came back to Galilee. In verse 18, however, he is operating under the force of the Spirit of the Lord, the Lordship, the fatherhood, of which Solomon declares that the Son had learned from the Father. He was operating under the wisdom, understanding, counsel, might, knowledge, the fear of the Lord, and the judgment of which made up the Spirit of the Lord, according to Isaiah chapter 11 and verse 2. The force of this Spirit motivated him. The Holy Spirit then brought him into Galilee. The rumor about him concerning his ability that allowed him to defeat the adversary brought his, him into great knowledge. What he had done at the marriage of Cana brought him into great knowledge. He also had the ability now to speak words of wisdom in season. Now, where did this come from? Well, it was the direct influence of the umbilical cord and the life-giving forces located in his mirror that connected him directly to the Lord, the fatherhood, and kept him alive in the inner man. Verse 15, and he taught in their synagogues, being glorified of all. He told them things concerning his father that caused them to exalt him. Now, what was he teaching? He was teaching of the Lord and his influence upon his person. He was telling them in their synagogues about the lordship of the Father. We should be doing the same. What did Jesus say? All authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. Go and teach them to observe whatever I have commanded you. Well, what did he commanded, command? All authority is given to me. I am now operating in the position of lordship. My father trained me how to do it. My father showed me what to do. Now he has given me that charge to be not only in you, but to tabernacle with you. And from my lordship, he has given me the ability to confirm my word using you to do it. What a great thing to know. He was teaching the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Now, what was going uh, on that those that were watching him needed to see? Well, they were seeing the grace of the Father, and that grace of the Father was coming from him as if it were a necklace around his neck. Remember, a neon light flashing. Grace, grace, the Lordship of the Father, wisdom, understanding, counsel, might, knowledge, 
the fear of the Lord and judgment coming from the fatherhood. God, through me, being expressed to you. The workings of the Lordship were acting out in Jesus Christ. They would see the Father and they would recognize that he was producing these works through him. Jesus said it himself. They would be able then to do the things that Jesus had been taught by the fatherhood, the lordship of his father. He was able to know, receive, give, be wise, fear the Lord, hear instruction, incline his ear, cry and seek the favor of the Lord. All from just hearing from the lordship of the father and being taught. Now, my friend, the same thing goes for you and me. Jesus said we would be guided, we would be led, we would be encouraged, we would be improved, we would be given, reproved rather, we would be given things to speak, and we would be shown things to come. All of these things through his divine lordship. And the Bible said the Holy Spirit would not speak of himself, but he would only speak of the words that Jesus said. From where? Two places. From his lordship and from his position as the man in the Godhead. This would amaze them and cause them to exalt him because they could see that he was operating in a spirit that was greater than any other man who had lived in the flesh. However, they would never understand or identify the power of which he operated and the power from which he operated because if they had, they would have worshipped the God who empowered him. Now, we've got a lot of people walking around doing a lot of things and, and, and expressing a lot of great things and they're getting a lot of glory for it, a lot of mega pastors, a lot of guys with a lot of money, a lot of flash, a lot of bling, a lot of stuff going on in the name of God. My friend, I want to tell you something. If it's going on in truth, the individual who is doing it will never exalt himself. He will exalt the one who is doing it. It is the Lord, Jesus Christ the Lord, that is doing the work in you. And rest assured, the reward that those get for what they are doing and taking credit for will only be a reward that is very temporal. It will be given to them now. They'll get their moment of fame. They'll get their time in the sun. They'll get their name among men, mankind. But if it is real, my friend, the individual that is doing the work will shun any personal responsibility and will give it to his father. Know why I know it? Because Jesus said, listen, I only do what I hear my father do and say what I hear my father say. I'm only operating from what he does, not from what I do. Our world's walking around with two arms flapping him in the back. I'm the greatest thing that ever was. We see it on every area. I'm great. I'm this. Look at me. We dress to be looked at. We sing to be looked at. We act to be looked at. Everything is about it was not for Jesus Christ. And those that are operating in his name and calling attention to themselves and becoming the BMOC 
Well, they're operating in a spirit that is in direct conflict to the truth about how Jesus operated, to the truth of the Lordship of Jesus Christ, because Jesus did not call attention to himself. Jesus did not go about telling everybody how great he was. No, no, no. And no man that is doing that is operating in the spirit of truth. He is operating in his own spirit. He has made himself his own God. And the only reward they'll ever get is in the moment right now. Mark my word on that. You can take that into any and every area of life. Any and every area. I don't care whether it's preachers. I don't care whether it's businessmen. I don't care whether it's football coaches. I don't care what area it's in. If you are calling all of the attention to yourself, then my friend, you're not operating in the spirit of Christ. You're not operating in the humility of Jesus Christ. You've made yourself a God. That's what you've made yourself. You made yourself to be somebody. Huh? You, you made yourself to be something. And you've used God as the platform to do it. My, my, my. What a sad state to be in. But the word speaks to it. Said many of you are going to say, Lord, Lord, and I'm going to look at you and say, Huh, I never knew you. Isn't that a sad thing? Sometime, my friend, we need to humble ourselves and give due to the God of the universe. Like Jesus did. We need to stop with all of this rhetoric about how great we are how much we think of ourselves and what we are capable of doing and turn ourselves over to the Lordship of Jesus Christ because He is the only name in heaven, in earth, and in hell that every knee will bow and every tongue confess that He is Lord. Not a mega preacher, not a businessman, not a billionaire, not a, a political person, not a football coach, not a basketball coach, not a rapper, not a musician, not a movie star. No, no. None of you will make anybody bow to you in the day that matters. But he is the exalted Lord of glory. He is the one to whom glory is due. I want you to hear that tonight. This may not go much further than the breath that I speak, but it is going into the air. And it will go on my podcast. And I want the world to know tonight that calling attention to yourself may be the way of the world, but it is not the way of the Word of God nor of the person Jesus Christ. And he taught in their synagogues, being glorified of all. He taught them of the direct influence of the one that they knew. Isn't that something? He didn't call attention to himself. He taught them of the direct influence of the God, Jehovah, the one that they knew. He connected Jehovah the Lord into their scripture with a moment-by-moment -moment life that was evident and real. His connection caused them to glorify God. They were exposed to the Lord that was operating through in verse 16. And he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. In other words, he went home. And as his custom was, he humbled himself and went to the synagogue. He did it on the Sabbath and stood up for to read. Man, this is a scathing moment. 
because he had a custom that our people who called themselves Christians refused to do. Our people who called themselves children of Almighty God refused to do. He had a custom that he went to the synagogue and worshiped God. Our churches are, are functioning at 50% and less. Our evangelical world does not understand what being saved is, much less what the Lordship of Jesus Christ is. And here we stand with a world spiraling out of control and the only truth that is available for us is in the house of God from the Word of God functioning out of the Spirit of God. And yet we sit at home and we stay at home and we refuse to join together. We refuse to come to that. But Jesus, the Bible said, when he went home, as his custom was, he went to the synagogue and stood up to read. Now watch this. Because he was living and working in the natural, he completed the customs of his time. This means that he did what was expected of him with regard to the method of worship. Went to the synagogue on the day and on the time. Here's the point that we have to deal with. His custom was to be in the house of God. Our custom should be in the same. Now, it's while reading the word of God that he brings out the connection that he was with the father and the connection that his father has with every class of unstable people. It is while he is reading the word of God, I want you to get this, that he brings out the connection. Now listen, the connection that he has with his father. And then the connection that his father has with every class of unstable people. Look at verse 17. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found, he found the place where it was written. Why did he find this place? Because it was significant for him to say this in the hearing of those at the synagogue. He was given the book of Isaiah. Now, he's a grown man now. He's not the baby in the manger. He's a grown man. He's not yet the Lord. He's coming to be the Lord, but he is operating under the lordship of his father. He is charged to deliver the understanding that he gained from his youth to the people. Now, notice they gave him the book, but he found the place. This is so critical for us to understand because he is showing them why he is doing what he is doing and from what power he is doing it. He found the place where it was written. He went to the scripture that represented his umbilical cord the connection that he had with the Father. Now watch this. The connection he had with the Father and the connection that the Father had with every unstable person of every class, every sort, every lifestyle. He had a connection with the Father. My friend, his, the Father's Lordship was the umbilical cord to the life of Jesus Christ. Through that umbilical cord, Jesus Christ spoke. He spoke to every unstable individual, universe-wide, whenever he said these words. Now, from the lordship of Jesus Christ, he, he becomes our umbilical cord into the heavenly knowledge and heavenly understanding. For what purpose? To be witnesses unto him. To do what? To tell an unstable world 
to live a life before an unstable world, to glorify the Lordship of Jesus Christ before an unstable world, not to, to uh, glorify ourselves, our money, our lives, our tongue, our quick wit, our ability to put words together as if we can spin things so that they come out to be what they are not. No, Jesus found what was written. He went to the scripture that was the source of not only his life, but the umbilical cord of his ministry. This source could be challenged in the physical wrapper as they did crucify him, but it was protected in the very marrow of his body. It was the deepest part of who he was. This is why not one bone of Jesus Christ was ever broken. The marrow was the life. They held the life that was attached to the umbilical cord of our Lord. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, he said. Now watch this. The information that is the secret to what he did, how he did it, and the influence from which it was done. Now, the force of the self-existent and eternal Lord is upon me, Jesus said. It makes me, now watch what he's done, it makes me know, receive, give, hear, learn, incline my ear, seek, and cry. It makes me understand why I need to be fearful of the Lord, why I need to identify the, the great goodness of God. It makes me operate in a grace, and that grace brings me out of myself until I make him Lord, him the centerpiece, him the focal point, him the strength of who I am, not myself. Glory to God. I'm not looking to promote me. I'm looking to promote him. And so I wear him and his lordship as a necklace around my neck for all of you to see. When the work is done, it will be him, not me. When the work is completed, it will be him, not me. When you are blessed and benefited, it will be him, not me. I will be the conduit. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Think about it. It's so prevalent <coughs> and apparent <coughs> that it causes you to glorify me because you think it's me. You don't see the source of my abilities. You don't see the Lord. And all of those seven spirits of God that comes from his lordship as the source, my umbilical cord to life that is in my marrow and in my bones, it's so deep in me. You don't see it, but it's there. It forces me to incline my ear to get more and more and more of it, to cry out to him so that I can know what it is he wants me to do. When I do that, however, Jesus would say, I find favor with you. The word of God said he found favor with man and God. He found the umbilical cord to the eternal and the sustainer of his life. Now watch what this had done. Look how it had come. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because, because, you can see the what's coming after the because. 
there's always a because something is happening. You can tell when the Spirit of the Lord is upon an individual, whenever he is operating out of the Spirit of the Lord, because there is a distinct anointing. He has anointed me, Jesus said. The umbilical cord has been my point of eternal contact. From it I have been anointed to complete an office that has eternal importance. Now, when we look around at our world today, men are becoming very natural, temporal, important. There's no eternal importance to it because it glorifies them. The only means of eternal importance is when the Lordship of the Father came into the Son and He exposed the Lordship of the Father to the people. For you and me, the only eternal importance that we will ever possess and bring to bear is when we bring the Lordship of Jesus Christ to bear in front of a lost and dying and unstable world. Now let's see how Jesus did it. He said that the Lord, he hath anointed me to preach the gospel. That office is to declare the good news and preach glad tidings. Here's the good news of the gospel, my friend. You can be healed, preserved, delivered, made safe, made sound, and made whole by the benefits of the plan of salvation. In these we find the Savior. But because of the Lordship that was placed upon him that produced the umbilical cord, he is what was prophesied. He is God with us. Hallelujah to the Lamb. He is Christ in you, the hope of glory. He is tabernacling in you. He lives and abides in you. He is the one of whom you are complete in Him. Glory to God. What a great thing. Deuteronomy 18, 15 said, The Lord thy God will raise up unto thee a prophet from the midst of thee of thy brethren like unto me. Unto him shall ye hearken. To him will ye hear the message of peace, joy, and the power of the Spirit of truth. This will give you the ability to heal the brokenhearted. It will give you the ability to deliver the bruised. It will give you the ability to mend the brokenhearted and to give sight to the blind and make the unstable captive free. That is what the Lordship of the Father did for Jesus Christ. Then he said, I'm going away and ye shall be witnesses unto me. Glory to God. So I am to expose and express, produce and provide the authority and the power of his presence in lordship into my circle of influence. Acts 2.32, 2.22 said, For Moses truly said unto the fathers, A prophet shall the Lord your God raise up unto you of your brother like unto me. Him shall ye hear in all things whatsoever ye, uh, uh, he shall say unto you. Again, identifying the lordship of Jesus Christ. This scripture concerning Jesus is spoken to agree with the words from Deuteronomy 18. He said that he was coming to declare and to preach the gospel of good tidings to those who are poor. To the poor who live without the influence of his lordship of life. This lordship of life is given the names that come for us. That identify this baby that we're worshiping here in the Christmas season. 
said that he would be a child that would be born, a son given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. The lordship of him will be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. How can you be poor, my friend, when you have the influence of this government to lead your life. The Lordship of Jesus Christ. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Look at what flows through the umbilical cord, my friend. It's the benefits of salvation. He sent me to preach deliverance to the captives, recovering of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty them that are blue, bruised. The influence of the eternal is the healing and deliverance that makes the poor rich. It makes the broken whole. It makes the bruised sound. It makes the blind safe. It makes the liberty, the, those that are without liberty, to become the whole and entire man. This is the influence that Jesus Christ has operated from under the lordship of, Jesus, of his Father. Now we operate under that lordship of Jesus Christ, disseminating those same works if the, it was the lordship of the self-existent and eternal one that Jesus Christ was giving into the church that day, they then would be able because of his dispensing, dispelling, producing the lordship of his father. They would be able to know, receive, give, be wise, fear the Lord, hear instruction, incline, cry, and seek the favor of the Lord. For all of those to whom he taught. Now Jesus turned around and said, All power is given to me in heaven and earth. He said, Now in my name, go tell them and teach them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am. I am. I am is with you always even unto the end of the age. I am the Lordship of Jesus Christ, who was taught by the Lordship of Father God, hallelujah, who understood how to be a Lord, to become a Lord, how to speak to His people, who had the dynamic training of the Lordship of His Father and has been turned over to Him all of the understanding, the wisdom, understanding, counsel, might, knowledge, the fear of the Lord, and judgment. All, all of the benefits have been turned over to him. This child who became the prophet delivered the words of his Lord to his people. Now, as the man in the God hold bodily, he delivers his own word as Lord into the lives of his people. When they receive that word, they operate in words of wisdom, words of knowledge, discernment of spirit, faith, healings, miracles, tongues, interpretation of tongues, and prophecy. They operate in the power of that lordship. What does it do for us? It leads us and guides us into all truth. It shows us things to come. It tells us what to speak. My friend, he learned. He could not give what he did not have. So he learned the lordship of his father, and he, he followed after that obediently, even unto death. He learned that. Then he became lord, and now he is dwelling in us and teaching us to observe all things that he has commanded. 
When we do, out of us will flow the Lordship of Jesus Christ. We'll cast down devils, speak with new tongues, nothing inside us or outside us or hurt us, and everything and everyone we lay hands on will recover because He will be the one responsible from His position of Lordship to confirm what He has said from His position as Lord. Not what you said or I said, but what He said from his position of Lord to bring it in to reality by using whatever means necessary. If it's signs and wonders and miracles, they will occur from his Lordship. What we know, whether they're signs and wonders and miracles, is that every promise is in him, yea and amen, and he never changes. So he from his lordship is ministering to you and to me and blessing us with power and presence and blessing us to be fashioned after him so that the scripture can be fulfilled as he is, so are we in this world. Glory to God. Father, I thank you for the word of God. I pray that you will minister. I pray that the word of God will pierce the ear of the hearer and that they will be moved by truth and that we will make Jesus our Lord in all that we do. We'll give you praise and honor and glory for all of it in the lovely name of Jesus Christ. Our high priest, our Lord, and our man in the Godhead. I love you and I appreciate you. I look forward to seeing you Wednesday night at 6 p.m. Find him as Lord, my friend. There is power and authority there. It is meant, it was meant in the plan of God, in the plan of salvation, for you and I to live under the presence, power, and authority of his Lordship. If we look at Jesus and we can realize what he did, he did because of the Lordship of the Father. Then we are set in course to do greater things even than he has done because we are operating from his Lordship. Now you know. God bless you.